Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sporting 160EM podcast. We have a big, big episode today. Not only are we the champions of winter, but we've also got some big, big news that you all have probably seen over the last week or so. But before we get into anything, let me introduce you to my co-hosts. First, we've got the main man, Chris. How are you doing today, man? I am doing good. Very chill game today. Easy win. Be sad in the fucking mud, man. Love to see <laughs> it. Um, yeah, obviously, Campeones de Inverno, that's hype too. We, I guess, run that competition. Emily runs that competition. And yeah, content. We've got content. So a lot of shit to talk about. Definitely. And my other co-host, Danny, man, how are you doing today? Feeling good. Doing great. You know, I'm watching, I uh, missed the game today, but watching these uh, highlights right now. Paulinho actually scored a tap-in? That's physically yes. possible? He scored a nice Amazing. goal, too. He scored a nice header as well. Haven't gone there yet, bro. No no spoilers. Okay. Here now. Uh, no. Anyways, yeah, feeling great, man. Like you said, a bunch of uh, uh, two big arrivals. One that, uh, that you know, brings back fond memories. Another one that I'm hoping will bring back memories. Or bring memories in the future. And uh, yeah, can't wait to discuss it with you boys. Let's get into it. Yes, most definitely. Um, and last but not least, I am your host as always when I find the tag, Sam. Um, but yes, uh, you mentioned deadline day and transfers. And that's what we're going to kick off t- uh, with today. I think the biggest move we've got to talk about is probably Bruno Gaspar departing. Okay. You know, <laughs> club legend. No, I'm joking. Yeah. But this all ties in to the move we will be talking about right now and that's of course he made his debut today i'm not sure if he got that far into the the, the highlight video danny that's the very end that's the very end so 75th minute on just saw the three literally just saw the three one right now yeah he he made a debut to a standing ovation as well definitely wanted uh standing ovation when he went to warm up too (laughs) he's just got he's got the english juice you know they they love the english people he's got the sauce listen let me let me just throw it out there (laughs) I hope, I pray I'm wrong, but this has the making of a classic Spartan signing. Let me just <laughs> throw that out there. Everybody's hyped, but at the same time, I mean, Amuri's proved us wrong so far. You know, everybody was hyped for Sarabia, and so far he's delivered. So I hope I'm wrong. I'm going to ignore the red flag of has produced a rap song with a music video. Exactly. <laughs> In the past. <laughs> just going to look past it and just... Give him a pass. He's good. He's good. He's like he's like uh, uh, Dame uh, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. He's, yeah. he's allowed. He's allowed he's to pass too, bro. He's a uh, pass yeah, yeah. too. Uh, so in in terms of overall, um, I've got the, the deal in front of me here. So Sporting pays seven point six seven million euros for fifty percent of the pass, which can increase by a further five hundred thousand if some objectives are met. Um, Bruno Gaspar goes um, to Gimarain's, um de- like complete no loan just full transfer getting a huge salary off the books by the way um i think he was, I was saying like two million correct me if i'm wrong yeah. but it was yeah two million. yeah it was like 2.4 yeah. maybe something like that yeah it was it was high yeah and um and jenny um katemo if you can correct me on that please do um on loan with an option to buy five million and it also a first refusal on gonzalo plata if he doesn't sign for real valladolid um but let me go for you chris first what are your overall thoughts about the move what um the financials what do you think of them and just tell me your overall thoughts of marcus edwards 
Um, honestly, the financials are not that bad. Uh, it's a deal in the framework of the style of the deals that we've been doing, for sure, which will bite us in the ass eventually. But, I mean, there's no point in just hammering on about that because that's just, like, the style of business we do now. Uh, and, honestly, it's crazy that Porto paid... Nine million for fifty percent of Galeno, and we paid seven point five million for fifty percent of Marcus Edwards. I I will I think, say I think I Porto think we got the other a better percent. To be fair, really, they, um, yeah, they still, they got ripped off. <laughs> yeah, they, they sold him to Brighton. Tell him again. He's like thirty. Like he's that's it, right? I don't know. I don't care either. But he's a good player. He's gonna help him the next six months. I, like that's true obviously but like just the prices is, is a bit excessive for me um but yeah i guess bad undefinitively you know don't care uh they let's see if he can resurface his career i mean it'll be interesting right maybe he'll get some burn at humanized you never know he got some burn at the white caps turned it on a little bit at the end of the season became a regular so maybe he's got you know like 15 percent juice left uh, Katamu feels like a formality that 50% for 5 million. I mean, that'd be savage if Jimenez activates that clause. Uh, but I feel like they won't because they're not in the greatest spot financially and had a bit of, bit of trouble earlier this season as well. So that seems like a bit of a locuta for them. Same with signing Plata as well, Hold on. right? Of preference, didn't they just like, spend like 15 million for a Porto kid? Yeah, but that was fake money, bro. That was like monopoly oh, money. Fake money. What do you mean, Chris? It was a fake transfer, bro. They spent fifteen, they got fifteen. Yeah. Facts. Sorry, go ahead. My bad. I had to include that. Yeah, it's true. It is true though. Um, they they have been technically made a fifteen million euro signing uh, recently. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, it feels like they're unlikely to purchase Katamo. Uh, I feel like they're unlikely to purchase Plata. Um, for at least what we're asking for. So those both kind of feel like formalities. If they end up happening, I guess, okay. But uh, it's still decent for us in the end. Yeah, I mean, Edwards looked good today, taking people on one-on-one. Like, I feel like we needed someone to do that more consistently. Um, we're crossing the ball a lot more. He, he almost had an assist today. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like he's he's going to help uh, in the next six months, and Savvy is not going to stay. And I, you know, he is expected, I'm sure, to have a critical role going forward next season as well. Yeah, um, Danny, have any further thoughts from it um, in terms of the financials? What did you think of it? Yeah, financials. I mean, it's it's to the like Christian said, it's it's the way this admin has been doing work. So, uh, no shock there. I yeah, Plata Plata definitely was involved. Juice box uh, on like the uh, on Gimenez's website. It actually or on their comunicado, it actually mentions that they have first preference. Uh, should Valadid not activate their clause, but it seems like they will because it looks like they're about to get promoted. Um, so Plata's pretty much gone anyways. My only concern with now, even though before I, I'm, I, I was sounding weird because I was saying we don't need Marcus Edwards, we have enough wingers. Now my concern is we might not have enough wingers because, you know, bought uh, Marcus now um, and uh, Nunu Sensor, I guess, can play there. Who am I forgetting? 
Sarabia is a he's a potential though. So he, we might lose him. So for next season, are we only counting on three right now, if I'm not mistaken, plus Academy kids, of course? Uh, Am I forgetting somebody? Jenny will be, Tabata, Jenny Tabata, will be back. Tabata. And Jenny, okay. Jenny might be back, yeah. Well at Lazio, but Dude, there's I, a, there I, was something that came out today. Bad start on day one, Yes, dude, so. yes, yes. With <laughs> sorry not liking him. So, yes, we might get him back. So, if, if that's the case, I mean, it's looking decent. But if we get – even if we get Jovan back, we'll probably sell Also, him. sorry might not make it himself. So, who, who knows? <laughs> Lazio might be within, like, a Champions League spot, though. So, so maybe. And he's well-respected in Italy. But, yes, um, those moves are the, the only. Now, my only concern is we're too thin at the winger position. Where, as before, I was saying we're too stacked. Um, but uh, other than that, man, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. He took the 23 um, because I'm guessing he couldn't take Jovan's number 10 because he used it this season. Uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if we have him at number 10 next season. Like I said earlier, classic Sporting signing is is is. You know, it smells like it because of the standing ovations you guys are talk- talking to me about. But Ruben Amorim's, you know, been... People are hyped, man. He, he, people are hyped about him and about the man we're about to talk about as well. People yes, are yes. But definitely more hype towards him where I think we'll, we'll have more realistic expectations yeah. of Slimani, uh, which we'll get to. But with Marcus Edwards, because he's young, you know, because... Uh, um, you know, like I said, because he's young, he's an attack. He's you know very talented, very pacey. Every all of that. I- I'm interested to see how he's going to be in a team where he's no longer the star. Uh, because at Guimarães, I felt like he disappeared at moments. But with Amuring, like I was about to say, he um, you know he's he's defying all expectations. He's defying you know all the the typical sporting moments haven't been happening. So long may it continue. And welcome, Marcus. I, I, I'm hoping for you to be yet another Brit that I fall in love with, like Ryan Gold and Eric Dyer. <laughs> yeah, just to go on what you, what you two have said, just I think it's a good financial deal. Getting that wage off the, the books is is a great move, I think. Um, Jenny, is it, it'll be good to make game time. I, I think he's going to be between their B team and the first team. So it'll be, it'll be good to, for him to get a bit of burn, more than he would be getting here. But um, I, th- I think all round, I know the fifty percent thing is is difficult because that's just the way they operate. Um, but if, but I think which good for us, he's in. Honestly, is- in this case, more than anything, it was kind of by necessity because we thought he only owned half of his pass. But it's not like we would have bought the whole pass even if we could have, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um. I think he's he, he, we're destined to make profit on him anyway, just because of the sort of the English. An English Championship team will just come in and spend twenty million, fifty million on him. So, I, I th- I money, think money hack. Close. Yeah, that is a fifteen million euro hack. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, um, lastly, before I move on, um, both of you, what would you give this transfer out of ten, uh, Danny? You know what? I'll. I'll... Even though I said all that, I'll give it an eight. You know, a good young signing, a bit on the pricier side, but heck, that's that's what we've been doing now. An Amuring boy, Amuring's wanted him. Uh, marketable. We'll probably make our money back on him, plus some. So, uh, yeah, I'll give it an eight out of ten. Chris, what would you give um, the transfer out of ten? 
Yeah, I was thinking similarly. Uh, I bet I was I was thinking more seven, but very similar logic. You know, potential coach who has a pretty pr- good record of wanting players and then panning out. Um, the financials are what they are, but you know, honestly, they could be worse. And uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty solid. Yeah, I'm gonna give it an, an eight as well. I feel like just like obviously he has to prove himself, but the financials is not like a massive transfer. It's not like a Paulinho where it's 16 million or you're even close to that. So I think it's just sort of the right amount of money we need. To, we need. And I think he'll definitely come with this stretch of game, having especially Porto twice in Man City, familiar count on Sunday. It's going to be a lot of rotation, I think. So it'll be good for him to. And it does feel like up. it does. It like having him like, if you want to keep starting PSP, that's fine. I guess for now, but like Edwards off the bench does actually feel like real sauce off the bench. Tabata is like the knockoff version of sauce off the bench. He's the, uh, you know, the dollar store edition of sauce off the bench, but Edwards is for real sauce off the bench. You're down one nil against Man City, throw in Edwards type situation. Like it's, it's a luxury to have for like the next six months, potentially, you know, assuming everyone stays healthy and everything. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but the last incoming of the windows, obviously, everyone knows who this next player is going to be. And definitely a club legend, um, Islam Slimani, coming back on a free transfer with a net salary of 1.6 million. He rescinded with Leon, um, which allowed it to be a free transfer and always registered in time. Um, let me start with you, Danny. Obviously, Slimani. In the last few years, definitely in a bit of a slump. Um, he had that good season at Monaco, I believe, 2018-19, but mm. since then hasn't really got back to form. Um, what are your overall thoughts, one on the financials and two on the move itself? Financials, um, I think I said it last podcast. I'll say it again. It's not the cheapest deal, not for an aging sleep. 33 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Like you said, last good season was like two, three years ago in Monaco. Um, but with that being said, I think he's a striker that we're more so looking for, um, looking in the realms of, uh, a similar, a similar type player to Pauling where he could have the hold up play. I do remember him, you know, doing similar things, winning headers in the midfield to pass them on to like, uh, Jelson and others. So, uh, in that vein, a good signing, a goal scoring striker, um, whether he's done it recently or not, he has that ability. Um, and I think he's he's in his last game with Leon, he scored, if I'm not mistaken. But yes, he's still, regardless, he's still in a slump. Um, but yeah, of course, 1.5 million for a guy like that isn't cheap. Uh, but I didn't expect any less from a guy that, like I said, when we first gave him the shot, uh, went to the World Cup with Algeria, scored like a goal or two, goes to the camera and goes like this. He loves the club. I'm never going to deny he doesn't love the club, but I know he's about his paper. I'm with my boy, you know. We're both about our paper, so I get it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, long story short, I think I think it's a good signing. I think it's this type of signing we needed. My only downside to this is now it comes at the cost of us potentially losing not not only for a, a short term loan, but it looks like for the foreseeable future. I don't know if we have if they have an optional or um, or a guaranteed buy buy clause of Tiag Tumash. I know you're not the biggest fan of him, Sam. Now we don't have a scapegoat, at least. But I thought at least at 18, 19, like, 
He can still develop into a player, whether that's on the wing or through the middle. We seem like we've lost him for more experience. So for the long term, is it that is that the best move? Maybe not. But of course, we have other academy kids coming through. So who knows? But in the short term, love this move. You know, we've we've complained about uh, Paulinho not scoring enough. We have Slimani to come off the bench for that. Um, in fact, today, fucking, I just seen Paulinho not only scores a tap-in, scored a header, like you guys mentioned, and a beautiful header, mind you, looking like Slimani in his prime. So he's already feeling the heat. So um, nothing but good moves. I'm, I'm glad that Slimani's back. Um, and I'm I'm hopeful that we're not, you know, we're, we see the Slimani that before he left the club, you know, not even before he left the club, but, you know, at least a, a vague sense of Slimani, at least another super sub, like we said about Marcus Edwards. Imagine we have Slimani coming off the bench. Even against City, imagine we have Slimani up top against City where we're just looking to pay the counter. Marcus Edwards makes a fucking incredible run down the wing. Who's who's winning a header over Slimani? Ruben Diaz wasn't back in the day. He might not have been playing when Slimani was in the league, but regardless, who's winning that header? Uh, I mean, yeah, that is true. Um, Faro's crossing as well recently in exactly. this game, especially, was was top notch. And I think, I mean, Matthews Rice loves good cross as well. I think Amarim's system is pretty much cross. And that's all he does, really. That's pretty much most of it. There's then, more crosses now. Crossing yeah. has increased a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't understand why in August he wasn't a fan of Slimani. Um, because literally the game plan suits him to a T. But um, Chris, I'm going to ask you the same questions, but with a, an extra question. Um, Pedro Spaldova, who is the one who announced the move and announced the interest, um, he was told that it, was, um, it wasn't a wish of Amarim, it was a wish of Verandas. Um, for whatever reason, obviously speculative, according to, to the elections, he thought it'd give people more of a chance to vote for him. Um, but firstly, in terms of the overall move, what are you thinking in terms of financials? And do you think it was one for for Verandas? And what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's... So yeah, I, do, I, I, I think that there are multiple things could be true at the same time and multiple, like, thoughts about like the signing from a sporting perspective could be true at the same time. Like, yeah, like it, it's, we've definitely needed an alternative striker for a long time. Like is Slimani an option now? Like, yes. Like, I feel like we have, you know, one forward system, you know, that we, that we play, like having like two like solid target men that have, you know, like, you know, different potential. Like I think, Probably Samani's a better header, obviously pulling out a nice header today, but like he's not scored too many goals with his head. Um, you know, I think Slimani's probably better running behind the lines, but I think pulling you provides more defensively, more support, more like uh hold up, probably. So it's like, yeah, they have they have pros and cons, but yeah, but we have a real rotational, like, you know, true target men for for the first time, which is great. Um, is he worth the cost? Like Basically, if you think about it from like a uh, you know total money perspective, it's like one and a half years, three point two million, half of that, you know, like one point six. So you know we're looking at like almost five million for Slimani for one and a half years, which is fine, but like it is a bit excessive for someone who is likely to be the backup. I mean, I, I find it hard to believe that he's he's gonna start. Um, he might start some games, but Paulinho is still the striker. Pulinger just scored two goals today. 
uh, Slimani it came here to be an alternative. So is that price like what could we have bought a 23 year old uh, op, different option for 5 million that, you know, had a more look to the future type thing than a 33 year old out of form? I probably, but like at the same time, it's like Slimani has performed here. Like he did, it is the perfect stop for him to turn around his career. You know, if it doesn't turn around here, it's his next stop's Dubai, bro, because there's, there's no more chances in Europe, you know? So I, I do hope that he, you know, performs and, Score some crucial goals for us down the stretch. You know, uh, I see his role mostly if we're tied or losing coming on to provide an alternative to Kawats, you know, having to, to run the length of the field the whole game, you know, the last 10 minutes. Uh, and maybe he'll score a late winner in that scenario. That's what it's set up for. So, yeah, it's, let's hope for some epic Slomani moments. Um, but, like, from the perspective of, like, the Banana's perspective, like, I saw a lot of people – either really hyping this point up or very like very just dismissing it like oh he's he's going to he's gonna win like so i i don't understand the logic behind he's going to already win so he like we were just talking about like how the last pod obviously winning past the league is a major boost to him but like things can change really fast for him and he did everything he could the last like two weeks, he, he had a really good two weeks, man. He didn't sell Palinga. He won the Tasa of the Liga and he brought back Slimani. Like he could have done the opposite of those three things. And how are we talking about him right now? If all of those things happen, we have a bus deadline day. We just lost a trophy and he sold off Palinga. Like this is a different podcast and the mood is very different. So yeah, these yeah. things can shift quickly. So despite his position seeming a hundred percent, and while it is probably safe, like, yeah, he made a move to shore himself up, for sure. Like, this move definitely benefits him. It benefits the club. It gives Emoneem an alternative. It gives him a big – he got two big signings deadline day. Like, I think multiple things can be true uh, at the same time. Like, I don't think he was thinking, like, I'm so desperate. I'm going to lose, so I need to do something crazy. I think he's like, I'm in a strong position, but things can change fast. The fan base is very – uh, hot and cold that they can the ball ball and no enter for two three games they can you know show up with pitchforks type shit it could change fast so yeah i'm gonna make a move even though my position is strong today i'm gonna make a, a move that 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 benefits multiple things including myself like i i think that that is accurate you know yeah um i'm inclined to agree um you know you both know how i feel about sort of um, the nostalgic signings. I didn't want Montero back. Realistically, you can go back probably three or four podcasts. I didn't want Slimani back either. But I mean, with with the lack of goals we've been having, it's always good to have a backup. The the wages really make me think because they did sort of break their their own sort of salary cap to to bring him in. And if you're Kawates or Pot or or even someone someone else you're thinking these, these boys who renewed who the boys who let, let's just say they've renewed two three times in the last two year two years to go to 300k to 500k to 700k to renew again 900k this guy comes in he's he's already you know 4x you you know instantly yeah, yeah exactly like it's different if it's someone like Sarabia and we're breaking the way structure for him because he's literally been good this season and he's proved it it's not someone like no disrespect for Slimani, but you have to remember his prime was nearly eight, eight, seven years ago. Like he hasn't had a good season since seven years ago, which is absolutely crazy to think about on paper. 
flopped at Leicester, flopped at Newcastle. Monaco was good, fair enough. Flopped at Fenerbahce, flopped at um, Lyon. And it's just like, I mean, I, I love the guy. And like you said, Danny, I no doubt that he loves loves the, the club. It just makes me think that if if it is if it does go wrong, and it can go wrong, that it will be more deflected towards Verandas because we've seen it before when, when presidents or the board buy a player without the manager's consent. Uh, Mourinho at Man United, when they brought Fred, he didn't want. And I think they bought Lindelof, who he didn't want. Um, Frank Lampard, when they bought Ziyech for Chelsea. And it's just, you can go it through did seem like It did those. seem like Amorim was expecting to lose Thiago Tomas, but not in the way that he was going to lose him. Because he was saying today that he wanted him to go alone in Portugal. He's gone for a year and a yeah. half to Germany. I mean, I guess that means he's expected to losing him. But I wonder what... Was that what Angels, did he not want to replace him? Was he cool with just emergency Kawats as, like, really the only alternative up there? I don't know. Maybe he wanted somebody else. Yeah. He kind of did say he, like, he he now sees, like, the need for Slimani, whereas in the oh, summer yeah, he yeah. didn't want him. But, yes, that's that's another thing that I also Because it'd be awkward right? as fuck if he didn't say that. You that's know? that's also thinking. true, of course, of course. That's <laughs> also true. But, I mean, I, I'm sure there's a way he could have worded it differently. But, I mean, the fact that he came out to say, like, you know, these guys never gave me a player I didn't want even in the beginning. Now that I've won the league, they're not doing it now. Like, the way he, he fucking said that, you know, makes me believe, okay, like, maybe even if it was a Verandas signing and Amurin was, like, iffy about it, at the end of the day, um, Amurin maybe even just gave just a blessing for it. Like, fuck it, we need something up there. But exactly, it's the same point you made, Chris. Like, okay, Tiago Tumaj, you wanted him to go out on loan in Portugal. Other than Slimani, what, what's the other solution out there? Were we looking at Navarro from Gil Vicente? Were we looking at, uh, you know, who was the other striker we were talking about? I feel like we were in for another striker as well from the Portuguese League. Regardless, let's just say Navarro is the only one. I, I personally think maybe he would have been a better signing than Slimani. I mean, we're not... We're buying somebody, you know, in good form rather than somebody that's washed. Counter argument could be like, look at Braga. They signed Mario, uh, what's his name from Tondela last season? Gonzalez. Gonzalez. And he yeah. just went on loan to second division Spain. You know, we, we dodged a bullet on that one. So, you know, there's pros and cons. So, I mean, definitely we're getting somebody with experience, but we're also getting somebody like Sam said that's washed. Let's call a spade a spade, right? Um, only time can tell, but I think Slimani is, is at least coming in for, I, I, he's like, he's like coming in for a job, I guess, you know, like there's that one time we'll need him where, you know, for, for winning header. So we don't have to depend on quads or we can depend on both of them. Imagine trying to defend last minute of the game. It's one, one, you have to mark, uh, Kowatch, Slimani and Gonzalo Inacio, who's been amazing with his head this season. You know what I mean? Pause. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it's. It's a it's a it's a it's a different threat to to face. So um, we need a long throw-in, bro. That's the one thing we're missing. Oh yeah, you know we're missing we're missing we need Weston, Panetta, Weston McKinney, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm Weston McKinney, facts. <laughs> but yeah, just just to sort of finish off my point, I I did a tweet the other day which was satire and mostly true about Randers waiting the last day, last minute, last hour of the the, the transfer window to get one of his election promises, and people. Found that tweet and weren't very happy. People kept mm. linking me what Amarim was saying, like about Slimani. But it's like, why would he say anything else? Why would he go out there and say, "Oh, <laughs> the guy we just signed. Oh yeah, I didn't actually want him." That that would never happen. The guy that all the fans love, and yeah, it's like 
Yeah. That I'm gonna create fiction with the fans and the board by saying this, you know. <laughs> Unless you're like a like a Jose Mourinho, he would say. I feel like that's something he would say. He just like, doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, but like I don't know. For me, you guys know that I sort of operate on the system that I don't care how much you you were, how young you are. You, I expect all players to play for the same for the same level, and that's a good level. If I'm just saying to all the fans out there, do not be blinded by nostalgia. If he has three shit games in a row and he he can't score, just just call it what it is, and that's a shit a shit move. And it like like I said, for Tepe Tomas, he scored two goals and then was useless. And people are like, oh, but he scored two goals. Yeah, in this time now, that was two years ago. He scored so, goals against semi-pro players. Two goals against semi-pro players. Exactly. I'm just saying, like, just <laughs> if if he does, if he do not give me all this, oh, he'll become good eventually. Who do this or do that? Just, just do not be blinded by it. He might he might be bad, but anyway, um, Chris, rate this move out of ten. Um, from whose perspective? Sport my perspective. Well, yeah, your perspective, and also like how my well perspective. You think do. My perspective, like a five. The board's perspective, like a seven. Yeah, Danny, what what were you thinking? I'd agree, but uh, just to, I'll, I'll just say a six in general. You know, we're we're signing a guy past his prime at one point five million. You know, Padilla is making how much? Compared to him, you know, like seven. If he tanks, like if he, by the time it's clear to us at least that he just doesn't have the sauce anymore, it won't matter because it'll, yeah, it'll be in April. <laughs> and it's yeah, exactly. And his contract will probably be done. I mean, it's only a year and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right? I, the the interesting thing is is if he's either if he's so bad in these six months that it's like we got to try to escape yeah. the second year. Hopefully we don't have to deal with that, but yeah, that because it's like we have this albatross contract and this guy can't hit the side of a barn type deal, you know. Yeah, and he's yeah, thirty-four, yeah. you know. But I don't want to even think about that yet. Dude. <laughs> exactly. But we have that. Yet. But we have that. We have that in this contract, right? We have something where we can just mutually terminate within six months. So and then it'll head to Qatar. <laughs> exactly. So you know that. Honestly, after saying that, maybe a seven, but I'll keep it at a six because yes, the financials aren't the greatest, but at least they safeguarded themselves in that. He has a role. It feels like he has a very specific role. Exactly, Um, dude. Here's the other thing: like, does he doesn't seem like he's a big EO type guy, but like, I don't know what he like. What does he think is about to go down? Like, I hope he. My role in my head for I hope that my role in my head for him is the same role that he thinks he's arriving to do. I disagree when you say he doesn't have a big ego. Like you mentioned, like Algeria. Uh, so does he think he's the man? He's showing up to be the man, and he's going to get like pissy when he's sitting there. Like I, I hope not. I hope. I hope at best his mentality is, I'm. You know, like in basketball, the bench squad, bench mob, the next one six up. Yeah, man yeah, of the yeah, year. Mob, six yeah. man of the year. But I mean, like, I hope he's he's like okay. Right now, you know this 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 Paulinho guy. Bro, the bench mob today was deep. The bench mob today was deep because Poth got subbed out, Poro got subbed out, Mateus Nunes. Like, the bench was on the bench. Yeah, Pelinga. The bench was like all starters at the end of the game. It was kind of sick, and they were all fucking around and laughing. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm hoping that his mentality is I want to steal the starting spot, 
But yes, I'm also hoping he's not going to be pissy about it. But I doubt it. I don't think he was the starter in Leon anyways. So. No, no. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it tell. Only a time seven. will tell, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give it a seven. But just for people that will, I'm going to say, they're going to tweet us to say, like, we're shitting on Slimani or Verandas. We hope he proves us wrong. Like, of course. Like, And if, if he does prove us wrong, then, yeah, hands up. Then it was a, it was a great signing. But on paper, it just looks like a bit of an off one. But um, speaking of off, um, let's go to our first out. And that is uh, Jovan. Um, as you mentioned before, um, a loan with an option to buy of eight million. If I believe if he plays forty-five minutes in ten games, then it's automatically activated. But they also have like. Can we wait? I think well. we should. I think we should acknowledge this juice box point before we go to Jovan real quick for the mm-hmm. last thing on. Uh, for the last thing on. Um, this one. Why am I forgetting? Slimani. Yeah. Uh, it's like let's just say Paulinho like. It's kind of an awkward conversation to have today because he just had, like, in theory, one of his better games in in a while, and maybe his form is peaking a little bit. It, it ebbs and flows, I guess. But he did score two goals today, so I'm not going to take that away from him. But like a situation where he is out of form enough that Slomani becomes the starter is really bad news to us because of like the value of Paulinho. Like, yeah, it, it, that's just like <laughs> I feel like that's just a nightmare scenario for his like for his mental health type thing. Like, it feels like he kind of overcame, like, the worst of it. Like, he doesn't need to get in the the depths of, you know, just missing all these goals. I don't know, man. Like, a scenario where Polingo is is not the starter because he's so bad and returning to Slimani is a scenario where that's really bad for us in terms of, like, Slimani's not the future, obviously. We Mm -hmm. know he'll be gone in a year. And Polingo is supposed to be the future and if he's you're opting for like the old guy desperately it's just a bad that sounds like a really bad situation and i hope that it doesn't get there and, and last thing on this and then we'll go to jovan when you say how awful paulingo has been a juice box to a sense i agree with you when it comes to goal scoring yes he's frustrating as fuck how does he miss an open net like that? I, I'm not taking that away from you. But to me, and like I've said this a million times already, he's 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 not or he's more than just a goal scoring striker. Like he provides so much to our overall play that we we can't call him awful because without Paulingu, Pot doesn't get as many goals as he does, or Sarabia doesn't get involved in the play. The way he just drops in deep. So to call him awful, I think is harsh. But of course, if we're talking goal scoring 100 no, or we're just talking the full package we're talking the price tag we're talking everything it's like fair enough even still areas, i don't think it's awful no yes it's still fair not awful media, it's just like bang average overall yeah. yeah you know it's been highs it's been lows just if you average it all out it's just like bang on average overall i feel like agreed agreed i'm just gonna before we move on just i sort of agree with what danny was saying but i don't think paulina has been awful when you look at the big moments we have, and it was sort of a joke like you wait for man and big game player, but but he has been. He scored against Benfica. We got through to the Champions League on three goal difference. He scored three goals in the Champions League and won the penalty um, that made us beat Dortmund. Um, he, he scored to win us the title. Um, I mean, you can't sort of underestimate. I know he is frustrating in a front goal. Do not get me wrong. He misses easy chances and he seems to score absolute worldies for no reason. But I think 
if you look against Benfica, I thought he played so well in terms of pressing, which we'll obviously get on to um, later on. But he pressed. He was good at annoying um, Vertonghen. And I think I think he is a good... I saw it on Twitter. I can't remember who tweeted it. He's not a good striker, but he's a good player is what I saw. And I sort of yeah. agree with it. He, yeah. he is not good in front of goal, but like pressing and, and passing, getting into space. I feel like he does that. He's prob- probably one of the best in Portugal. But but um, I digress. We move on to Jovan. Um, yeah, 8 million loan with an option to buy or if he plays 10 games. Um, more than 45 minutes. Uh, unfortunately, news did come out today saying the Lazio manager, which is um, Sari, didn't know this deal was happening. Apparently, doesn't even know who Jovan is, which is great. Um, so maybe he's not playing in 10 games. But um, let me start with you, Chris. What were your overall thoughts about this move? Uh, it feels like it's a long time coming, but not the... It's not the... Uh... There's like this saying in Portuguese that I feel like doesn't have like a direct translation in English, like seguir pela porta grande and seguir pela porta pequena. Like this seems very seguir pela porta pequena when in maybe other situations we sold last summer. It's more of a triumphant exit. This feels kind of like a fail exit. Um, maybe he'll be back. Who knows? But yeah, man, I feel like this man is just inconsistent, often injured, a lot of talent. I'll never forget the two goals he scored in the last like ten minutes, mm-hmm. last five minutes even against Porto. Um, some big moments. I remember he used to come up like the first season he integrated. He would come off the bench and like provide such a spark, even scored or assisted in like the first couple games off the bench. And it was just like Chauvin off the bench, baby. Like in twenty like eighteen era. Yeah, I mean, it, it could have ended differently, but uh, and it's a shame to see that he's. Off to a bad start on day one already. <laughs> yeah. Um, that comment is... What a comment. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that out there. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to find her, bro. <laughs> so CMTV says, at least. Uh, Danny, what were your overall thoughts on, on Javan moving to Lazio? Excuse me. Yeah, Um I feel like I've been saying the last two seasons here that he's going to go for 10, 15 million. Um, so nine million is not that far off. Um, yeah, I, I slightly agree with Chris. Um, fond memories, but yeah, I do believe he left on the Porta Pequen, um, you know, more of a failed move because of his injuries. But it's good for him as well. I mean, he needs to maybe get out of his comfort zone. I don't know to the degree of all these injuries of how they've been, but um you know, Mourinho, I'm a big Mourinho guy. He Mourinho has like this sort of uh I don't want to call it a philosophy, but this sort of mentality that it's like, you know, you're only as injured as you as you want to be, you know, like the players and it's players like him that piss off Mourinho where they're like constantly injured. It's like, is it a mental thing? Are you really that hurt? Can you play through injuries? Do you wanna be the best? Like that's that's one of the things that maybe um get me with Jovan. Lazio's a, a a good club to go to in terms of Italy where there's expectations, but it, maybe it's not title winning aspirations, but it's, you know, fighting for champions league spaces. They're a good team with good players. So he's going to have to fight for his position. If he wants to um, even make those 10, 10 games for 45 minutes or plus. Um, so I think it's a good move for him. Yeah. And uh, Spartan really took the little Nazi thing, you know, forward and, and decided to loan him out to a, to a, to a Nazi club, but hey, man, 
It is what it is. <laughs> they could have learned at Nazinho. Just kidding, Lazio fans. Don't kill me if you're if anybody watches this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Are they going to get mad at you for the spitting the truth or what? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I don't live too far from Little Italy here in uh, in Toronto. I don't know any Lazio fan, though, mind you. I only know Inter, AC, and, and Juve fans. But if there are any out there that so happen to be listening, I'm just kidding, bro. Come on the pod. <laughs> Come on the pod. Yeah, I want to interview you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Just Lazio, also, I was just kind of uh, related to this move. I was just kind of trolling around the comment section of, like, random tweets about Jovan in Italian and then just, like, going through and just hitting translate. Sometimes the translate doesn't work if it's, like, too short. If it's just, like, three or four words, it doesn't work. But I was just kind of just trying to get a sentiment for uh, the Lazio perspective. And I'm not gonna, at least online, maybe this is like a sporting thing where like the online perspective maybe doesn't skew for the overall fan base. But like online, at least, they were cooking that. They were cooking Lazio because they were complaining about lack of winter business, bitching, bitching, bitching. No, we're not doing anything. No one's making a move. And then this is their deadline day signing. They look back, they see that, you know, he, he's. He's had involvement with George Menz in the past. Let's trying to get 15 million for him, wanting to renew, never renewing. Like Lazio fans caught on to this. They see that Sorry doesn't like him, and they're like, "Like what the fuck? Like what the fuck is going on at our club?" Type of shit. So it, I hope he proves all of them wrong. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, facts. It's a bad start. It's a really bad start. Yeah, um, I think he had to go. I I don't rate him that much. I think he had to go too eventually. Yeah. Like. I think he's a decent player. He should have gone. To be honest, he probably should have gone. We would have maybe cashed out. Like his max value has definitely passed. He he should have gone in the summer, I think, because there was no way that he was actually starting any games over Paulinho or also when Sarabia came in. It was like, come on, there's definitely no way that Javon Javon's getting in. But um, I, I'm looking and I can just see like the eight million. I don't think is going to be be done. I don't think he plays um more than ten games, forty five minutes. Um. I doubt he stays fit for more than two games mm-hmm. because that that's been his issue, and yeah. I know obviously that's not his fault. But um, I just think when you when you're that injury prone, a lot of clubs aren't going to be circling you or, or offering bids. And I think he may be a player that we see in maybe three or four years time that is in one of the Portuguese like mid table teams like a Portimonense or Belenenses, even like a Famalicão. He, he does a little Gimenez. tour of he does a little tour of Southern and Eastern Europe for a couple of years, and then and then comes back. Yeah, we've seen it. Seen it many times, man. Yeah, <laughs> so like, a, like a Carlos Mane, like he went to yeah. Rio and then he went to Turkey. That that's exactly how I see Carlos Mane was always injury prone. They're pretty much really similar players in that in that regard. But um, but at the same I, time, I also sorry, I also yeah. see Giovanna like a Southampton. Bro, he had the chance to go there for fifteen million in theory, and he, and uh, I don't. We should have let him go. Bro. I don't see him in England, man. I don't see him. Playing. I do. I think he's a he's a big player. Like if he, he gets his injuries, if he gets the injury bug over, he can well, be. That's he, why, I've that's seen him a, be physical, so you know I can see him at Southampton. I can see him at a at like an eye bar. What other club does uh, does George Minzon in uh, in uh, Valencia? In Spain? Valencia, no, uh, uh, Valencia might be too big, but no. What's the other one? The one Almeria, Almeria. That's gonna maybe get promoted. Yeah. So, but anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Sam. No, I was just saying, like the only thing that I can sort of like when West Ham in for him, he can be sort of like um an like an Antonio player that like 
Antonio I believe started as a left back and now he's like the, the top goal scorer for West Ham in like the last three seasons. Mm-hmm. But like very similar skill set, I think. But I, I don't see this move going well at all. If he starts if he starts a game, I'll be shocked that isn't um like a league game or like a, a cup game. But I think most of their cups are in the, fi- the sort of the final stages like ours are. So I don't think he's gonna get many cup opportunities. But um I think it's a good move for him, but I just don't think it's, it's going to go well at all. Um, we... he, he also had a deadline inquiry from Sassuolo. Maybe that would have been a better move, to be honest, than Lazio mm. if he was going to go yeah. to Italy. But I was thinking, was that an actual inquiry or was it just sort of sporting saying, oh, by the way, can we leak this so Lazio actually come in? Yeah, or it could yeah. just be Maybe. leverage. Yeah, who knows? Maybe. The last one, which is very close to, to Danny's heart, at least, and I know Lauren's in the chat as well. Um, Mr. Thiago Tomas doesn't even have a face on the Bundesliga website, but um, he's gone to Not Sugar. yet. Not yet. Mm, not yet. He's gone to, to Sugar <laughs> on loan. I believe there is an option to buy. Is it, what, is yeah. it 18? Is that correct? No, I think it's 10. 10. Okay. 10 million. That's not bad, um, he's been sort of not even like a meme in, but like just Juga. They've actually like welcomed him with open. Dude, he's eyes. been hyped, bro. He's been there. He's like, we're maybe gonna get relegated. We've made a big signing. This is it. It's him. <laughs> like, um, yeah, they've treated him like a god. So, like some of the memes <laughs> I've seen have been hilarious. Like so, so, so good. Um, but yeah, I hope. I mean, age. I hope for his sake that he's ready, bro. Because they're, I guess, hyped for him. So. Apparently they're in the drop zone. It's tight. It's tight down there, but they are in the drop zone. Apparently, a 15, 15 million uh, buyout. Um, like you said, relegation oh, zone. Nineteen years of age. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone expected him to go to the, a Bundesliga team. Um, I'm even especially didn't <clears> expect <throat> him to go to a Bundesliga team. Um, Danny, since he's your boy, I'll let you take the lead on this one. Um, what are your overall thoughts on the move? All right, like I said earlier, you know, it sucks because we're losing a striker for the short, for, you know, the foreseeable future because you know, who knows if they – it's an option to buy, right? It's not mandatory that they have to buy him. Mm-hmm. So an option to yeah, buy, option. there's there's still a potential that he comes back, right? Um, but if he comes back, that's like a Pedro March, that's a Pedro Minge. I forgot to mention, not, by the way, two-year loan spell. Yes, yes. One yes. and a half. Or one, one and a half. half. One exactly. and a half, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 18-month loan. So um, – you know, whether if they get relegated, I mean, in a sense, it might be good because if they get relegated, I'm, you know, I don't know who the striker is right now, but I'm sure they're just going to be running Tiaktumaj or maybe even Tiaktumaj on the right. Personally, I like the move. Um, take him out of the comfort zone of Portugal. Really take him out of his element. I don't know how good his English is or if he has any knowledge of German. Um but that that that'll make that'll make or break a player, and I think a player like Tiago Tomas, I mean, he's already you know the band's already been dis, you know dismantled of Minge, um, Tiago Tomas, and and Kuresma. We're seeing how Kuresma's coping with it, uh, and not coping with it. He's not doing very well because Tondela is no longer playing him as much. Um, ups and downs, yeah, high moments, but more more. More down moments than good, but they're having exactly there and like even even with Kuresma, I think I think maybe expectations are too high because with Kuresma, you know, he was he had a good game against Befica, I remember, but Befica's game winning goal or whatever it was, um, it was Kuresma's mistake. By the way, did Befica end up losing today? It was yes. still two one. Yes, they lost. Yeah, let's go, Gilles Vicente. Um, 
And sorry, Atletico Madrid but, man scored a goal. Samuel Lino. He's back. So he's did he get sold or is it alone? He got sold oh, and he's yeah. back on loan. Back yeah. on loan. Um, but yeah, in terms of this move, I like it. Out of the comfort zone, um, this will make or break a player. If if Thiago Tumash comes out of this, you know, a, a half decent player, not half. I think he's already half decent, but a really good player, um, really starts to shine, really gets the minutes that he deserves. Then we're we're talking about Thiago Tumash in an entire. I'm gonna be tracking him. Light. He's he's the loan pipeline has been so lame this year tracking all of yeah. them outside of Sporad really. The other men scored a goal the other day, but like, and Plata Plata's been entertaining, but that's mainly shots like off the field yeah, antics, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Diago is now in an intriguing add to the loan watch for sure. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, if he does well, he's definitely never coming back. If he doesn't do well. Even if he comes back, like you know, where yeah, I feel like it's gonna be a Pedro March, a Pedro Minge, exactly, yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 tough to see him go, but he's getting he'll hopefully get the minutes that he deserves because he's a, I think he's a player that when you give him minutes, he does better than than when he's just coming off the bench sort of thing. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Chris, what are your th- overall thoughts on the move? Yeah, yeah, I agree with Danny. I mean, it's not exactly the the club or the league I expected. Um, I actually didn't expect him to leave this window, to be honest. But yeah. um, it's interesting, and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm curious to see how it pans out. I hope that they don't over, or, you know, I hope the expectations aren't too high for him, um, and I hope that they uh, they stay up. Yeah, um, I'm just going to say that I think it's a bad move for him. And the only reason I say that is because the Bundesliga and the type of strikers they have over there, just like off the top of my head, you've got like obviously Haaland, Lewandowski, you've got guys like Cramrich for Hoffenheim. The list goes on. They're all sort of prolific strikers. But Thiago Tomas, I, th- I think he's a good like he's a good winger. He, he's not a good striker. He runs. Yeah, it's interesting to see where he's used mostly, yeah. Yeah, he, he runs and he he's he's good he's got good technique on the ball as well actually he busts out the, the the good skill move here or there but um I think I would prefer him to see him go stay in Portugal wherever that was sort of a bottom table team or even I think the second second league would have been sort of right by him but the only reason I'm thinking this could turn out to be a good move and if there is any Stuttgart fans watching I do apologize but if they do get relegated. Then they're in the second Bundesliga, and that is more his level. Like I think I believe Carlos Manet went to Stuttgart when they're in the second division. Um, and I think he did it sort of okay there. But I think if they do get relegated, it's sort of more on his level and a bit easier for, for him to shine in the second division. If Thiago Tomas there's two ways this can go. Thiago Tomas can shine and make Stuttgart stay up, or Thiago Tomas can shine and get them promoted again um just before he leaves in, in 2023. But um what would you guys rate this move out of ten, Danny? What are you What are you saying? Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna. I'll give it a, a seven point five, because, like we said, he needed a loan. I like it personally because he's out of Portugal. Um, but there is a potential that if he fails, it's gonna look like a big failure at that young at that young age. It might, you know, be detrimental but uh you say prolific goal goal scorers i mean no uh i thought i think he's a good player but um you know at the same time they had uh they have um 
um, Andre Silva banging in goals in the Bundesliga. I think Gonzalo Paciencia even had like a, a good run in the Bundesliga as well, if I'm not mistaken. So I think I, I can see, yes, they're different players, but I can see Tiago Tomaj doing well there. Um, and if so, it only gives them even more credibility doing it at a Stuttgart, even if they get relegated, even if they're in the Bundesliga too, than doing it at maybe a Tondela or um, or whatever, like a team like that, basically. So 7.5. Chris, what rating are you giving it? Uh, from my perspective, like a 6.5. From his perspective, probably like closer to like an 8 because I feel like he had to leave to develop his career, to move in the next direction. Consistent minutes aren't going to come here, but are they going to come there? Like, should he have gone? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, but... Uh, maybe he will get consistent minutes, but like he, that is what he needs. And I think he definitely would be more likely to get them at Vizela, but, uh, it's also, you know, a greater challenge, a new league, uh, unfamiliar tactics, stadiums, etc. So we'll see how he, uh, adapts. Yeah. I'm going to give it, um, in a different way, I'm going to give it a, a 3.5. I just think that this could be sort of a demoralizing move for him if it turns out to be awful. Because with Portugal, you're sort of you can sort of hide behind it, but he's on a bigger stage, and more more people are going to notice him. And if he does do do bad, then I like Chris was saying about Perino. How does it affect like his mental health or his his form in in the long run? It, that that like we've seen it with loan players, especially you're young far ones. From your bad friends, you're far from your friends, your family, your <laughs> your mates. He's still a, he's still a kid at the end of the, like nineteen. Yeah. Is still young to like st- still pretty much like not not mature enough. No disrespect to him, but like he's still got a lot to learn. Like moving abroad for two years, like I don't know how loan moves work, but like probably staying in a hotel for like the first three or four months until he gets an actual place. Like I mean. Who knows how how we'll do, but I mean, I hope he does well, but I don't see it happening. Um, that is sort of it for the roundup of, of transfers, unless I'm missing anything. Um, but we'll go on to the Twitter questions uh, that we got. Um, we spoke about Slimani, so I'll leave that one. Uh, let me just find my mouse. Uh, cool. Um, Okay, Chris, I'll give this one to you. Um, thoughts about the, the cup final? Was anyone nervous going into half losing or confident we could pull it off because we played in the first, how we played in the first half? Um, what, what were you thinking? And on that vein, I guess we can move on to the actual game itself as well. But but what were your overall thoughts on, on, on the game? Yeah, I mean, maybe it, it, it really did feel like they scored against the run of play and we're one shot, one goal, boys. And it, it like, Going into half losing definitely was not like ideal, and it would have like I let's just say I didn't have confidence that we could turn it around completely, but I had enough confidence that we could tie this game up and send it to the lottery at at the very least. So I wasn't like really so so sketched out at halftime, you know. To be honest, uh, I've been I've been sketched out more at halftime before <laughs> than this game because they just. Bro, they just haven't. They they have they have nothing, dude. They really have. They don't have anything. They're. It, it feels like they are the uh, like the Silas. They're in their like Silas Sporting era right now, and 
from our perspective, there's nothing we can do but just kick back, relax, and just just drink it in, boys. Drink <laughs> in the fans freaking out. Drink in 6K attendance. Just enjoy it because it's uh, we don't often get to see it. <laughs> Usually it's on us, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but uh, yeah, Danny, what were your overall thoughts about, about the game and the first half, especially? Um, yeah. During Nuna's question. Yeah, yeah. Legit, um, uh, exactly how Christian said it. Uh, it was, unlike, it was you know, annoying to go into the first half, one nothing down, knowing that they, it was literally one shot, one goal, because Adan's only save was in, like, the 94th minute or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. So, um it's embarrassing on their end, you know, whereas at least with our first game with them, we smashed them, but I felt like it was much more of a competition, especially that first half and we'd smashed them. Where was this one where in the first half we were just unlucky not to score. Um, was it in the first half that Paulinho hit the bar or not? I can't remember, but the second, that one, I believe the second, yeah, the okay. second half. Regardless, I feel like the first half we were constantly attacking them, whether we got a shot on net or not. I remember us constantly going up that wing, you know, every now and again having to mitigate uh, in on the on the counter, but not much. Uh, that first game against them, maybe it was you know the George Zuzh effect is rub is you know rubbing off, and Nelson Verissimo. I mean, personally, I don't think he's that guy, and you're just not that guy, pal. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, it's it's just it, we just battered them. They just got that lucky goal in, in the first half. But it was it was the moment where I seen Nunu Sensu, and I, I tweeted this, but I I really felt it. The moment I seen Nunu Sensu, this bald ass head, fucking looking like Eminem in his prime, telling um telling Everton, I think it was, he was like filia la puta, filia la puta, and then Ruben uh, Amorim sort of pulling him back, like get the fuck back on the bench. It was from that moment on, I knew we were winning this game, whether it was Nunu Sensu coming off the bench or not, I wasn't sure, but. Like Christian's point, I knew we would at least tie it and bring it to penalties because, you know, we're SCP at the end of the day, so I'll But, I mean, that second-half performance was just thoroughly deserved the win. Boru coming off the bench and just magic for those 10 minutes or 15 minutes, whatever it was. Uh, Mateusz Reis, in my opinion, I know it was like – I think I tweeted it and then right after, like, the goal came – and I, it might have came from the left side. Not, I can't remember now. But Matuš Reis, bro, what a player we've got on our hands. Like I said, I think left wing back is his best position. I thought he played. A, I thought he played very well, very well. It was nice to see Fidel also coming back. Um, Gonzalo Nasu, I mean, of course, with the header, you know, Sarabia, you know, picking up the slack where you know some of us might be complaining about Pot, and I, and I, fair enough, fair criticism, I guess. Sarabia is just picking it up, you know, picking up the slack. Uh, showing us, you know, how how class of a player he was. Um, I don't say this often, but I'll say it here. My hat off to, to Verandas, my hat off to, to Hug Viana. Of, you know, we had to get rid of, you know, we had to make some profit off of our, you know, academy players. He made, we made profit off of Mateusz Nuno, of um, uh, Nuno Minj. And then getting a player like Sarabia's quality, if we can somehow keep him for next season, that would be, That'd be dangerous, you know. We, we got a we got a, a winger in his prime right now with something to prove. It can't um, happen, bro. It's impossible. I, feel like. I don't think so either. I that's why Marcus Edwards came in. But if we can, if we can, that'd be spectacular. And last thing to Christian's last point, and I seen this tweet today. I was trying to contribute to it, but I just couldn't find a funny picture enough. Uh, some guy, some Befica fan, tweeted like, uh, you know, uh, 
quem gosta do Benfica neste momento está doente. Like, who, whoever likes Benfica right now is sick. And, like, the quote tweet is, like, uh, Neto in, like, a hospital bed wearing, like, a Spartan <laughs> jersey. I even seen Porto, like, Porto fans, like, they're all surrounded, like, an injured player in the hospital. <laughs> Benfica and João Mario in the mud. I love it. Love it. And let this be a lesson. Whenever you jump, listen, you can go from Benfica to Spartan and be successful. You can even go from Spartan to Porto and sometimes be successful. Usually, in my opinion, at least, or not actually, I was going to almost say Porto, but I almost forgot of uh, the Masapud. But usually, when you go Spartan Benfica, it doesn't work. Yannick Jalo didn't work. I'm forgetting another one, but it, it normally doesn't work. João Mario, you are currently being. Russia from futsal just stand for Benfica. Russia from futsal, it won't work. It won't work. We have the best futsal team in the world currently. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his with the he scored today? The other futsal guy with the tattoos, he was on at the end. Miguel Angelo, Miguel Angelo doesn't Hero. work, doesn't work, bro. So, <laughs> and, Mario, sporting, and he's honestly, his form's gone up a little bit, yeah. Of course, he scored today, he's been killing it. He's playing for the European champions. João Mario in the mud. I used to love you, I idolized you. I'm so happy. That even the picture with Varandas, and we all know, you know, none of us really like Varandas like that. Classic picture, beautiful picture. In fact, I might get that into a poster and hang it right behind <laughs> me because it's such an amazing picture. It makes me feel so good. Vertonghen I mean, in the mud. It's just the fact that Eric Dyer warns you what the better team Lisbon is. Carillo, thank you. I forgot. That's the one I was thinking of. Carillo. Yeah, didn't work. He won a league. Okay, whatever. Won a league from the bench. I think he won. Yeah, he won two. Actually, no thanks to him. Okay, bro. from the bench, they won the league. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean that's fair. Sporting won the league, and you hate the Tomaj, bro. What do you? Come on, bro. It's the same thing. <laughs> okay, you've got me there. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, love it. Love Benfica right now. Yeah. Um. Just quick thoughts on the game. Um. I just want to. Go to a point you said, Danny, about Matthias Rice left position, a left wing back. I 50% agree, but I don't think Fadal's and Neto's position at the moment is centre back. For them to have mm. just been some, sometimes in lack of concentration, just, just like Neto on their goal, especially, I thought was absolutely shocking defending. Whereas Dude, I feel Fidal, like... overnight, Fadal went from a solid starter on the national champion to being like. A sus ass, like what happened, bro? Dude, he's no, a he's big not, game player, he's not even getting called up to Morocco anymore. It's like, dude, what the fuck happened to him? Like, it's for, the injuries, like, bro. The injuries have ruined them, and he's oh getting up God, there in dude. age. But he's at least playing, he's playing most of the big games. He played should we start Vigo. Ruben Vinagreing him because we're gonna auto trigger him for next season type deal if he keeps playing? You know, I think we have been to be fair. Like, he like, yeah, play. They, Did he play today? He did. Yes. Come on. For okay, for Quatch then. Yes, dude. You know, he's literally gonna be, back, he's gonna get auto renewed for next season. Hmm. I wouldn't mind that, but yes, I agree. I wouldn't he's mind no him as the, I wouldn't mind him as the new Netu, but I don't think mm-hmm. we need two of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Or you really feel it when you have to play two of them at the same time, kind of by force almost. Because mm-hmm. Quats isn't even in the country and potentially just trapped forever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think this game as well showed how much we've been missing Pedro Porro because as soon as he came on, different game, totally different game. Yeah. And even today, mm-hmm. Porro being instead of, like, I don't, everyone seems to shit on his guy. I actually do not mind him. I think 
for what he is, which is a backup, I think he's good. He's he's a serviceable backup. He's he's been he was sort of thrown into the deep end. Replacing a player like Pedro Porro isn't easy. And I mean, he had a few big, a few bad games. Amrim tried him at centre back against Ajax, didn't work. And I think that probably did knock his confidence a bit. But um, I, I think Porro just comes in and with such a better team with him, and it shows so much in terms of creativity, defending. Someone tweeted today that he's like a Rolls Royce of a player. Just completely agree. I, I think he's absolutely fantastic. Sarabia as well. What a great finish. Um, and Paulinho, give 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 him props. Like I said, pressing earlier to play very well. He could sort of say he dummied the assist to mm-hmm. Sarabia's goal. Um, I was shocked that he came off. To be honest, that he took him off for Tomas. But now that I realize in retrospect, it's, it, it's yeah. because it was like a farewell last time type deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, Even Jovan. Jovan played this game too, right? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. He did. No, oh, he no, did. No, did no, he? no, he didn't. No, no, no he, he didn't. didn't. He played the game before then, I think. He was on the bench, definitely, because I saw it in the backstage yeah. sporting. He was on the pitch. Uh, right. He, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, he came off the bench against Santa Clara then for the game prior. Yeah. I think I think you're right, but um, as well I think um, what was I gonna say yeah. So I thought Paulinho had one of his better games that he didn't score. Like you said, hit the bar. <laughs> I feel like he was very unlucky. Um, that was a weird play, the one that he hit the bar. He, I think he, even thought, he, was I think he thought he was offside, but he wasn't. Yeah. So it's like, did he actually try to finish, or was he just like half-assing it because you're just like, oh, they're just gonna call it, and you just kind of just hit it the way you wouldn't normally do it, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It was just a weird moment. No, that was, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. And pot, I th- science wrong with him. I think him and Jess, Jesse Rodriguez have swapped bodies. Bro. Like, he like funky Friday. Okay. He played okay today. He, he has ups and downs too this season. I'm not SOS on pot yet. I'm not SOS yet, but it's getting to that point where he's had like a, a month long stretch of, he scored a goal good. though. He, broke he scored his two drought. not that long ago. He broke yeah. his drought this month, and he had an assist today. He broke his drought, but now he's back on another one. Just like, <laughs> he's going to escape the drought. But um, I have faith in him. Don't get me wrong. But like at the moment, like especially when Marcus Edwards coming, it makes me think like he could realistically be dropped if Marcus Edwards comes in. Bro, we need to stop devaluing our own fucking assets. But right before we're trying to sell them, like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That, that's, but that's this is not. Thing. We do not need Pot to become a fucking reserve, dude. Like, <laughs> that's facts. Yeah. Um. Overall, great win, great victory, especially just because it was. I believe it was twelve years to the day that they beat us for um Tastaliga. Uh, Pedro Silva, if I'm not mistaken, throwing his medal. Um. And he, the man he responded the to he us. Had, actually, he had a great Saturday that he and Pedro Silva did from watching in his like living room in Brazil. <laughs> he responded to us, and I believe I don't know if he followed us, but like we're we're on that terms with him now. So yeah, he, we just hit him up. Yeah, but like, I, I definitely a great win. Um, over over a uh, definitely. It a felt rival. good. It felt like if we. If they won, they would have been. It would have been like a like a, a glimmer of hope, a salvation to the season, something they yeah. could have fallen back on if the rest of it continued, how we're all expecting <clears throat> it to. But just the fact that they couldn't even get this kind of bullshit trophy just rubs it in even more in my in my eyes, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just looking at the questions we had, and they're pretty much all 
ones that we've answered regarding deadline day and transfers and, and rating players who've come in. So I think that is that is pretty much for um, Twitter questions. Um, before we go on to um, the BSAD game, uh, let me go to you, Chris. Who is your man of the match for this game? I'm going to have to go Sarabia. I feel like he's hitting his peak form at a really good time. The month of February is treacherous, so having like uh, a world-class player uh, on a rental like that hitting good form right now is, yeah. is I feel like it's important. Yeah. What about you, Danny? Who was your man of the match? I'm inclined to agree, but just to be different, I'll give it to... Um... Fuck, I want to either give it to Inasu or honestly Matus Reis, but uh, um, I'll give it to Inasu. I thought he had a solid game at the back as well, really making up for uh, the Braga game. He's he's complete, like he's 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 recovered very well, even from the Santa Clara game as well. Um, a back so line me... of a back line of Netu, Fidal, and an out of form Inasu is in theory big trouble. Like Inasu mm-hmm. needs to be the one to like step up out of those three. It'd be the center or the anchor. And he was and he was the in my okay leader, I don't know in terms of in terms of like the shining star I think in that back line, definitely it was Inasu, you know? Dude, like, the one like, that plays in the middle has to kind of be the the at the, the the most vocal, like the mm-hmm. leader that Quats plays in the middle, like mm-hmm. the middle of the three is the is the is the you know the the, the, the controller, I feel like. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And Inasu, uh, I can't remember if he's done it against Benfica, but Inasu has these moments similar to Quats where they decide to go on an adventure in the midfield and like bring the ball forward. If I'm not mistaken, Inasu had one, he might have failed on it though, if I'm not mistaken. But um yeah, I like the kid, and he's—he's. He's, I think he's done. I think he played well. He got the first goal to start us off, uh, an assist from Sarabia, if I'm not mistaken, off the corner. So, um, fuck, I'm just—I'm just picking him to be different. Because let's be real, Sarabia, Sarabia's that—that—that that, that trophy was was half of it was Sarabia's because he—he he was incredible with the goal, with the assist, with everything. I'm going to be even more different, and I'm still going to give it to to Pedro Porro just because the way he came on. The energy yeah, he brought, the way the team changed, I yeah. think just that was the difference maker. I, I believe we scored before he came on to get one yeah. one. But like, yeah, we scored right in the right at the beginning of the first half, second half. But he just he made the team look so much better, and I just he's just so you could just tell. I know we can say this about players before who who disrespected us, but you could tell he just genuinely loves like one the club and two how he's performing. He just yeah. he just loves everything. Like the passion he gives, like even just making a simple tackle straight away, pointing to the badge, like rearing up the crowd, just saying that you you always want to see in sort of in in any football player, no matter what team they play for. But um, but yeah, I, I think I'll give it one to Pedro Porro. Which is which is crazy because uh, and we'll transition to the next game. Which is crazy because last week when we had Dave on, uh, and for weeks as well, Dave's been mentioning to me like you know Pedro Porro, he's injured a lot. He's like Jovan. Would you should you activate that buyout because it's eight million? What other team would give you eight million? And then it's I've performances like that, that it's like that. holy I've shit. Always, he's worth I have, it. He's I've never once said during this thing that you should not activate the clause. And yeah, it's just yeah, it's worth activating the clause, man. The the only time I've ever questioned it is like, will we make money back? On, I think we should activate the clause as well. Even if we make, a class I think we'll Bro, but, the worst case scenario I feel like is we make like two money million. back. Buy for mm. nine, sell for twelve. Like, yeah, maybe. But but seeing performances like this, whether teams are worried about his injury proneness or not, um, 
they're they're gonna shell out money. I, sometimes we just forget how good this player is. Like Poto, and look at his score right now for today's game. Like Poto's and that goal I seen was nasty. Yeah, look. Uh, moving on to the the BSAF game, uh, lineup was followed: Adan, Inacio, Neto, uh, Fidal, Pedro Porro, Nuno Santos, Matias Nunes, Ugarte for Polina, um, Pedro Gonzalez, and Paulinho. By the way, I don't think we mentioned that Coates has COVID again, apparently, um, and he's also still with Uruguay. Um, so who knows when he'll be back? Dude, not, dude it, it became less of a uh, a sports issue and now more of like an international travel issue. Yep. I think His isolation is scheduled to finish the day after Familiar Cow, if I'm correct. Dude, dude, he's not going to be allowed to travel, dude. My fear is yeah. that he's going to be stuck in Uruguay for two weeks or longer because he's not he, – like I don't think he has COVID and I think it's lingering from his – his previous infection three weeks ago so it's like what are we waiting for he doesn't even have it like what are you waiting for him to not have it bro when is that gonna happen i don't know but you'd think he'd take more tests after he he turned i know or they should be able to make an exception and figure out the deal but it's like he took a pcr test i think which is what the problem is i could be wrong but i think Traveling to Canada, okay. I know it's a different country. I could be wrong though. Traveling to Canada, apparently, if you've had COVID within the last six months, you don't need to take a test because of this very issue. But I okay. could be misinformed on that. That was an immigrant lady that told or me. Or we that. gotta, so or we gotta, or we gotta fly him. We gotta fly him to Serbia. You gotta fly him to a country with like no rules, and mm. then drive him in or something but the know. rules might be from uruguay like you can't fly anywhere if you test positive, yeah right? yeah true if, yeah so we if i'm it. being honest i think there's a bunch of truckers in uh in ottawa right now in canada um protesting uh Kuwata's, uh you know who should be able to fly, fly freely with or without covid i stand so you know in, in that case i stand with the truckers bro let's, let's hong kong let's get them home baby <laughs> The, what I saw, which was interesting, they were saying that he might have had the Delta variant, and now he's got the Omicron variant, which would make oh, sense damn. to why he'd show up. That's possible, too. Pos- That's possible, death. too. It could be a reinfection. But, bro, if he's reinfected three weeks later... That's a that's a blow to the natural immunity voice for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's a blow. To I think as well when we first all got COVID in, it was, I say we, the sporting squad got COVID in 2020. We were playing against Aberdeen. I'm pretty sure he was one of them that had it as well. So that's Bro, three yeah, infections. He's had every single variant. <laughs> He's yeah. collecting them all, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like we're due for a new one, bro, doesn't it? I was just thinking yeah. that the other day. Yeah. Like, you know, like the, other one's like, the other one's like two months old now. Like, I feel like we need a new one now. Where are we guessing this one's coming from? I reckon it's going to be from like a, a side bit mm. like in Ukraine or Russia. Mm. Oh, that, yeah, it'd be fitting. It'd be fitting right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Anyway, <laughs> side up there. But, um, yeah, a four-one win uh, against Belenense. Uh, Paulinho got goal points man match. Two goals for him, goal for Poro, uh, and a goal for Sarabia. Um, Chris, what were your overall thoughts uh, on the game? We were just all over them from the right from the beginning, right from the jump. Like it was high pressure. Um, it was actually really crazy because you could literally see from the camera angle all the fans that were still filing in all the way through yeah, like the 25th that. minute. Um, 
and if you filed in in the 25th minute, you missed three goals, um, which sucks. Like, uh, I don't know what the fuck was going on outside. Late arriving crowd, lack of security to check, like, tests or whatever. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Probably, potentially, really. They're used to a crowd of 100. So, you know, when 6,000 traveling fans show up, it's kind of, it overwhelms the staff of three. I don't know what the deal is. Um but yeah, it looked like a shit show, kind of. And uh, if you missed the goals, that's that's unlucky. Um, but yeah, we were all over them from the beginning. They s- did not even really deserve their goal. It was just a, it was a banger that kind of changed the course of the game because we were all over them. Early goal, one nothing. Um, continuing to press second, like inside twenty minutes, go down two nothing. Trouble. And they did score a banger, which kind of, like, boosted their morale and gave them, like, an energy boost. And they kind of were able to get, like, a foothold in the game a little bit for, like, 10, 15 minutes after they scored. They had another chance that Don made, like, a nice save with one hand. Who knows? Maybe that goes in 2-2. Two, two. Um, and they're, they're, they're low-key two-shot, two-goal boys. But, like, uh, they, they would have they had the momentum for sure. Um but yeah, that once those those minutes were quelled, and we scored beautiful cross from Nuno Sense um, to was it Serbia on the third goal? Yeah, yeah, that was like a really critical moment in the game. I feel like because right before half to go up three one, made it a lot more comfortable as opposed to despite dominating going in two one and feeling like we could be up more, but they're hanging around. Um, when we went up three one, I, in my head, I was like, the Bournemouth sides and that they're not coming back from that in the second half, and they didn't, they didn't come close. It was just a, a chill game. Got minutes for a lot of guys that don't always get time. Uh, Vinag came in, Estevez came in in like the fiftieth minute, not taking any risks with Poro, getting him the fuck out of there early. Um, yeah, and just overall, it was like one of the chiller games in recent memory. So three points again, another club you love to see in the mud. Um, dead last, right? Dead last, dead last. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, Danny, what were your overall thoughts of the game? I'll be brief. I'm the highlight man today. I've only seen bits and pieces because I was stuck at work. Um, But from the pieces I did see, it was all Sparting. Their goal was pretty nice. Uh, My only mention is on the celebrations. Loved it. Paulinho scores, decides to kick down a billboard. I don't know if the flag went up or not. Maybe that's why, but decides to kick a billboard. Love that energy. Um, Who scored the second one? They also had a funny celebration that I can't remember now either. Oh, Poro. Poro just went crazy. Somebody had a funny celebration afterwards. Maybe it was Sarabia's third. I think it was Paulinho's second. Someone gave him a slap in the back of the head, and he turned around like he wanted to knock them out. Yeah, I I think that's what it was. was. I think it was Poro gave him a slap in the back of the head. He just turned around like he wanted to just knock him out. Which you love to see. You love to see the unity in this team. So, uh, yeah, nothing else to say. Good win, 4-1. And, yeah, long may be sad. Why does goal point still have Bilinish Sad on there? Which is the biggest thing. Uh, be sad. Wow, what should it say? Be sad. They can't legally no, the name isn't Bilinish no, Sad, they, right? They can't even use that anymore. Yeah. They can't. Yeah, they can't use Bilinish anymore. It has to be just be sad. So, uh, or what were their logo? What were their names for a bit? White sharks or some shit like that. <laughs> That's the name of their 
the clock. <laughs> They're all, all, all three of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Hope to never see you fuckers again. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, uh, I'm going to keep it short and sweet as well. Paulinho and my was like fantastic. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I didn't even mention Edwards, by the way, who had a nice cameo too. Uh, some yeah. sauce off the bench. It would have been cool if he got an assist, right? Immediately. Crowd would have popped off. Like he had that shot from outside the box as well, which I thought was going in as soon as he left his foot. But just, just a bit. Binag almost scored too, bro. Like this could have been just like a absolute like meme game, you know? Another seven-one. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was gonna be a point, especially when the fourth one went in, because we had so much time. Yeah, to score. we just we just chilled nice. out and just didn't really just pass it around, you know. Even at the last minute, there was room for Edwards or Tabata to go through on goal, and we just passed it back because they couldn't be bothered. They they knew that the game was done. But um, yeah, Paulinho, great game. I'm pretty sure he scored every chance he had. I can't remember the top of my head. He probably did miss one or two. But the, the header, especially, was I think I think it was either Chris or, or you, Danny, said it. It was like Slimani esque header. Like just that's not an easy before. header because the momentum of the ball is actually taking hit away from goal. You know, and he's. That is one of my major complaints with him. It feels like he's always fading away on his headers. Mm-hmm. He's never, like, generating the power and moving into mm-hmm. it. He's always, like, fading away, and that takes all the power out of it. Yeah. So this one, he was fading away a little bit because it was curved, curving away with the right foot. Um, but he was able to get a lot of power behind it still, and it was a great finish. Not easy, and like, 12 yards out as well. Like, that's not an easy header. That's not. To the to that same point, how many times have we seen Paulinho try to, like, guide it in, right? And then it just misses the far corner. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this time he's actually, like, putting oomph behind it. So, yeah. Right, back to where it agree. came from. Textbook. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, just, I think, like, I don't want to jinx it, but I think he's going to finally start hitting the form. How do you feel? He's got, the, it's like the Tom Brady, he's got a Jimmy Garoppolo, like, <laughs> they draft Jimmy Garoppolo, all of a sudden he's like, what, what? <laughs> yeah, he's like, got a kick, in, he's got a kick in the ass now for the first time, I guess. Yeah, he was just very clinical, and that's really much I like him, because, like, the, the first pass from Sarabia as well, I was, I thought it was offside. Just because I was like, how did Paulinho get in that much space? But just because it was a good pass, don't get me wrong, but also a, a great run from Paulinho as well to sort of um, stay on side. But um, Finagra came on, like, I don't know. He was just not very good. <laughs> he just <laughs> lost the ball. He couldn't cross properly. He had that shot that I Yeah, he almost like, scored. That was his big moment. <laughs> he was just not good. Like, I mean, most of the subs that came on didn't really do anything, to be fair. Tabata, I can't remember. Had, like, apart from Marcus Edwards, but like, Tabata came and didn't do much. Braganza didn't have that much burn. Um, yeah, that nice move where he kind of like did the hesitation dribble and then went past the guy and then he took him down. That I think was it was Braganza's a big moment. <laughs> it was a missed opportunity to sort of match the Benfica 7 1 against VSAD. And they had a full. They have a full team. We literally like, beat them seven, or we beat them eight one actually, and they had yeah eight one yeah. <laughs> we should have put like, had like five goals, or Bruno Fernandes had like five goals. <laughs> we should have put like the the foot on the gas and kept going just to get that goal difference up. Um, but like overall, I just think like Chris said, I wasn't really worried that when that second goal did go in, I was like, okay, like this could be an issue. But as soon as the third goal went in. I, I knew it was. I knew it was done. Uh, it's pretty much that was it. Then the fourth one just made it even sweeter. But um, yeah, overall, uh, a good W. Um, I believe that was our first. Yeah, our first game back after Braga, which was a loss, obviously. 
So good to get a lot of goals in the team as well, just to give us a bit. It's that what is last four? It's last win, last win, last four, right in the league. Yeah, yeah. Last last four is yeah. uh, win, loss, win, loss. But um, but yeah. Um, I'm just gonna say Paulinho is my man of the match. Um, just off the bat, um, Danny, who's your man of the match gonna be? Listen, I just want to say, Juice Box Leal is bringing that same energy that you bring towards Tiago Tomas. So I'm I'm with it, bro. I'm with Can it. I just say, I think it was Juice Box. They're fully like professional. That... These guys are fully professional. Bullness, <laughs> work, Tiago mm-hmm. Tomas scored two goals. Those players are literally not fully professional. <laughs> I, I think it was Juice Box that said Luis Felipe was going to score more goals for Santa Clara than Paulinho. Sport. I'm sure it was him. He Maybe, but he, he, he has one today, exactly. Or yesterday, oh, whatever it was. Yeah. He scored today. Okay. Oh, yeah, he just, just posted it. Let's go, Juice Box. I'm with you, bro. Bro, Castangus and Luis Philippe and up top, bro. Like, Dangerous. How are you going to stop that? Wait, I didn't Weber. even know Luis Philippe scored today. I, that's fucking yeah. awesome, dude. I'm, send us a video. I go on Instagram and I see Luis Philippe with a post like this. Like, God is oh, good. Oh, bro. You dude, know. I you know my boy is know. my boy's begging them. Let's go, no bro. No one even told me. Fuck. <laughs> Did they win? Greta? I don't know. But sorry, what did you ask, Sam? I felt you, you asked something. Your man of the match. <laughs> oh, uh, like I said, I didn't watch the match, but I'll give it to Paulinho. Two goals. Uh, but juice box, keep the hate going, bro. Sam deserves it. <laughs> Chris, what your, who was your man of the match? Uh, my man of the match is going to have to be... I'll give it to you, Epa, man. Jeez, three, three for Paulinho. I mean, he's he's coming back, boy. The comeback is on. Um, he, it's going to be back to his Braga days where he just like scores for fun. But um, let me just go on quickly before I pass to Chris. Sorry, Danny. Continue. No, I just said I hope. I hope you're right. Okay. Um. So next game is against the bogey team, Family Cal. Um, I'll zoom in a bit more on the table here so you can see it properly. Um, Porto with 56 points, uh, with six points behind on 50. Porto obviously won their last uh, five in a row. Just did lose Luis Diaz, I think, about maybe three or four days ago. And they've played since then, and, and they won. Um, also, they got Galeno in. They got a, the the criminal Ruben Semedo in. Um, i trying to think. They got someone else in. He's literally a criminal. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's it's, it's Porto, like you know, a team full of criminals and a criminal. So. But um, yeah, next game, like I said, against Milikau. Bro, Pagli, he's gonna uh, get into like he's gonna get arrested for having a gun at a nightclub. <laughs> Someone needs to like plant evidence to make you like go to prison <laughs> just to fuck Porto up even more. But um, yeah, they got some. Milikau, oh, they got a statue. That's who else they got. They got some. Yeah. Yes. Uh, game against Fumilacal, bogey team notoriously. We did beat them in the test of the, the Liga group stage, I believe. Um, Danny, what are your thoughts on the game? Um, are you scared? Or, I mean, Berlin, uh, sorry, not Berlin, Fumilacal, who is good to them, 16th, you can see. Uh, they've had shocking form, really, compared to, to what mm-hmm. they should have. What, what are your overall thoughts and, and what are your predictions? My overall thoughts. Personally, even though they're um, they're George Men's FC, I would love to see Family Count still up. Mureres, I think they'll stay up. Big signing, 
Um, and I'm not talking about the player. I'm not talking about Morales. I'm talking about Sapinto. No, I'm kidding. I'm talking about Morales. A big experience signing there. So maybe that lifts the club up. He hasn't played a game yet with them, right? I think they play tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let me just quickly check that. But I I would love to see uh, Mureyens also stay up. You know, won the Tasa Liga not that far, not that long ago. Have a nice connection with Spartan. Green and white, you know, uh, Gustinasiu. You know, um, so I would love to see them stay up. Who I think will go down for sure is Billinus as Bissat for sure. I'm I think Aroca don't have enough to stay up. They're just above there. Um, they got Alan Ruiz in, bro. On deadline they, day, they what did, and and just from that move alone, I hope they go down. <laughs> they got somebody else though, didn't they? Who else did they get? Or or another Spartan legend came back. Was it just Alan Legend? Came back. Was it just Alan Ruiz? <laughs> I think it was just Alan Ruiz. There might be another one that I'm forgetting, though. Um. Anyways, I I, I think Aroca will still go down. Um. How the mighty have fallen, by the way. I do remember not that long ago, we were talking about Alan Ruiz's red Ferrari, and now we're talking about him at Aroca. So, um. But, yeah, I think those two are definitely going down. Familicao might stay in 16th. I hope I don't see them there, but maybe Bovista will be in that playoff spot. Um, Mureirense might be there. Any of those three teams, I think, have enough to survive it. Um, but if I had to choose if who I think and who I want to get relegated, I would say Roca and Besad. Cool. And, and your predictions for the match um, on Sunday? Who are, who are we playing again? Vizela? Familicao. Familicao. Tough match. Sorry, did I just ignore your question entirely and just go with another one? A little Sorry, bit. bro. It's been a long day. I'm exhausted, <laughs> no, bro. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, Familicao, tough game to play, man. It's always tough against Familicao. They're our fucking bogey team. And the only positive is we're playing them at home or are we going away? We're playing them at home in Avalad, I think. Um, I mean, wow. we played away today, so Shit. I'd imagine we play them at home. Um, yeah. A tough team, bogey team. Sporting's in good form. Sporting's confident. I think we slapped them around. I think uh, Amuring really roused the boys up to say this is a statement game. It's we have home, to win this way. game Sorry. at home in front of our fans. Our fans are going to be behind us. 3 nothing win. Uh, let me call it now. Paling with one goal. Juice box, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm with you. Let's let's keep bashing him because fuck Sam. Fat Sam needs to feel my pain with the Tomaj. Diago Tomas still hasn't scored a competitive goal since like last January. Yo, chill That's out. Let him I'm play. Saying. Let him play. Let him play this weekend. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Um, Paling with a goal. Marcus Edwards with a goal, and um, and Pot to break the drought. Chris, what are your predictions for for the car game? We're getting a one nothing dub. We're 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 beating them. We're we're yeah. I feel like we're turning our form around, and uh, I, I I'm sick of fucking dropping points to these guys. Uh, it'll be sus, but a one nothing. Yeah, I, I'm. I agree. I think it will be sort of a one nil from like a corner in the ninetieth minute type of situation, or like 80, 85th, 86th minute we we score. I think. I, I'm not saying Fidical always play just against us, but like it seems they do. They just play like against Befica, against Porto. Actually, I think they were close to tying Porto at one point this season. But By the way, Familicão also got back, um, what's his name from 
he, the he they loaned them Asunsang, exactly. They loaned them to Galatasaray, yeah. I think it was. Um, so that's huge for them. That's I think a presence in the midfield that they'll they'll be needing. So what's maybe crazy my about that story? I'm not sure if you've seen it, but they gave him back to Milakau to sign Jetson from Benfica. Mm-hmm. And they said so they let us himself go back, but then Fernandez chose Bezikas. Yeah, and they just loaned them to another Turkish team right now. So yeah, it's some random team. Isn't it? Actually, Resist I think it might be the kind of Balassi plays for you know. Rizespor, mm. I think. Is that who Balassi plays for? I, I think. I don't is. remember who Balassi plays for. It's something sport. It's All I'm saying is, a certain fan base made me believe Jetson was. Uh, the second coming of Christ. And yeah, he plays for Rizespor. He does. And here I am with my yeah. dick in my hand. Looking Number at, 53. Uh, <laughs> 53. God damn. <laughs> but yeah, anyways. Another golden boy lost in Turkey. It is what it is. 14 apps, one goal. 38% of minutes. Jesus. <laughs> and Mourinho, Mourinho picked him over Bruno Fernandes. That is true. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with a 1-0 and I'm going to go I think I'm going to go my original prediction 1-0, 90th minute, off a corner we'll go cool. Neto, I think the, the captain cool. he will be I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to happen I, like oh, I, I wish your 3-0 would happen but <laughs> for some reason, I like those games there are like bogey teams you see. do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, 100%. a year ago today or yesterday, when we beat Benfica that was more like thrilling for me than we beat them 3 1, just because it was like last minute, the Houston's bang. It was just like, yeah. Oh. But anyway, uh, I digress. Um, Chris, I'll pass it on to you. Do you have any uh, loose end slash uh, modality, modality to go through? Uh, I mean, I do have a couple loose ends because we didn't get to them on the last pod. Uh, I'm just going to, um, I'll make it quick. Because I'll first, I'll just run through the ones that don't require any discussion. And uh, we do tweet a lot. And if you're not on Twitter, sometimes you don't see all these things. So I just feel like these things are of note. FIFA passed a new rule that um, you can only loan eight players starting next season, and then seven the season after, and six the season after that. We currently have eight, and academy players don't count to this. We currently have eight this season. Um, So, like, in theory, like, we're. We're, like, above what the threshold is. There are clubs like Chelsea and shit that have, like, 16 or whatever. Like, they're really going to have to figure their shit out. But, like, it, it is, like, a kind of a wake-up call, I guess, towards, like, our endless, like, alone chain of players. Like, just kind of get them sorted, sell them, rescind them. They're just money sucks, you know, at this point. So many of them. Um, Rafael Leon got his appeal rejected, so... And it's also he has like taxes on the 16 and a half because it's like been unpaid for whatever six months or a year at this point. I don't even know, but it's like close to 20 million, Miguel Braga said. So I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen with that. Sporting's gonna have to file some sort of uh, like injunction or appeal to try to get Leal to pay that because like there's no way he's ever gonna. Even if he if he goes to like one of the richest teams in the world, he's not getting that at all. Or what? Like, let's just say he signs for like uh, City, right? And he, his salary is like ten mil gross. What is he gonna do? Give you two years of his complete wages and not 
spend a dime like it's not gonna happen bro there was a case back in the day of a chelsea player i think oh he did like cocaine it was against a contract and he he had to pay them like 20 million i can't remember for laughing who it was i'm gonna try and see if i can google it but like he's still paying them to this day and he's been retired for like 15 adrian Mutual. yeah bro i guess they better get him on like the 100k like a month installment payment or some shit because he was he like was let go by chelsea like in 2004 for cocaine use and he's still paying them back from 2004. he doesn't play anymore obviously but yeah, I mean, Jesus. 2004. That that might just be like in in 2040. Rafael Leal still paying sporting back. So yeah, literally. Um, Anna Border signed a contract that terminates when she retires, which is interesting and mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, not bad, but like certainly interesting. Um, using these types of contracts not that often. Um, we we almost saw it once with Adrian, but then he went on on Ushogo or whatever it was, like, begging for someone to buy him, so. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, Kowats went to Uruguay, obviously didn't play the first game, and then is having a COVID episode, so hope that's resolved, and he's not, like, trapped in Monteviedo for, like, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Montero signed back in Seattle for another year. Um, some cute little leaks from... Uh, the uh, Carton Vermeo archives. Um, so Bruno Musebu was um, anticipating the fall of Verandas in late 2019, which, to be honest, man, I think a lot of us were. COVID, uh, if you'll remember, there was the massive rally in like February, and then COVID hit, and uh, Amorim came, the momentum changed, and all of a sudden, uh, his safety and stature aided by, like, the lockdown, you know, kind of brought him to the position he is in now. So uh, that's not that surprising, but it is interesting to see, like, you know, big shots talking like that. Um, and he also encouraged agents to file bankruptcy petitions against sporting for unpaid dues to try to, like, Almost like further along, but and this is demise. Bruno Macedo is working behind the scenes, trying to get the agents to aid the fall of Verandas, which is kind of hilarious. Um, and obviously, the main bombshell was, according to George Jesus, at least in a conversation with Bruno Macedo, he said that Verandas offered him 10 million a year to return, but he wasn't interested in going back to Sporting or Portugal in general for less than he made in Saudi Arabia. Um, obviously, a year, like two months later, he would sign for Benfica for slightly less than he made. I feel like that story is a lie on his part, but like I, I could, I don't think. Te- I, did we even have ten million to give back then? Is is the question I'm asking? Yes, because we literally bought a manager for that much. <laughs> oh yeah, that that's fair. <laughs> but okay, yeah, I thought it was like twenty, like when he first got elected, like for Jose Jose Becerra. Not like so. Here's the thing: Jesus doesn't say when, but it doesn't make sense for it to be post Emudin. Like, yeah, yeah. Because like Emudin never had a bad, especially not in that first six months. Like they're not going to replace him. So this was definitely, I'm thinking, like January, February. He's starting to feel the heat. Like that was going to be his big move to save himself, bro. Imagine if that went down, dude. We would have been, we would be in like eighth right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it definitely is a, it definitely is a blow to the 
this is a meticulously planned sporting project, boys. Um, I'll just say that much. Um, it is a lot of luck. And that's that's certainly part of it, bro. You need luck. But, like, this could have been a fucking disaster, bro. And this guy could have been just deposed 18 months ago, you know. But he wasn't. And it fucking worked. Um, uh, we just talked about Luis Philippe. Um, he got returned from alone and went on on a new one, which is already off to a better start than the entirety of the previous one. So let's go, bro. Um, uh, th- this is, this doesn't even feel like it happened recently, but it, I guess was like a week ago. Uh, they were, uh, sporting was like flexing the updates to the parking garage on the official account, oh, yeah. which is something that they're not even paying for and they've literally signed a very suspect lease for because if you remember like the whole parking lot thing they signed like a 40-year deal for like like a total of like five million it's it's like a hundred like 60k a year in revenue seems very very low for a fucking critically located parking garage and i mean it would have been crazy if we were paying all those renovations and then we're like renting it out for kind of pennies on the dollar, but they're paying for the renovation. So I don't know what that has to do with the club. Um, it got worse today. There's like this article on sporting.com, which I don't know who the fuck is even reading this. Like if you're reading this article, like in the op ed pages of sporting's official website, like you're a sicko, but it's like, uh, the article's literally titled Futuro Verandas. And it's like, it's literally like electoral propaganda, like on the official club's website, but it's like, I think it's written by Rosetti Wilds too. It's like an op-ed, but it's like, who the fuck is even reading this? And let's just say you're the guy that's anti Verendez somehow stumbles across this article and now changes his mind. Like, I'd love to meet that guy too. Like, I don't, I just don't know. It's just something for people to get mad about, but it is just an idiotic use of the the club's official resources and then there was the uefa fine gate which i seems to be resolved now they were threatening sporting from exclusion from european competitions if they didn't settle the debt with Fiorent or santoria not fiorentina for the bruno fernandes deal here's what i think happened i think sporting submitted the assignment at 11:59, and the like uefa like had like their shit together like okay we gave these eight clubs notices and these three still haven't paid so tomorrow we're gonna blast out this press release and then sporting comes in at 11 59 submits the assignment and then when the press release goes out at 7 a.m the next day it's not taken into account that sporting came in at 11 59 and paid the last like 1.5 million so that is what i think happened and then it was like, oh, we already paid. And then it's like a he said, she said. It was a mess that could have been avoided for sure. But I think it's resolved. Yeah, UEFA confirmed they received the payment. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what it, what the what the deal was. But it's just, what are we what are we doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> Feels avoidable. Feels avoidable. The basketball team all got COVID apparently. Their game was canceled. They're they're supposed to begin today, I think, for Europe Europe yeah, um, Europe Cup. Got canceled. Um, we talked about the transfers. Here's an interesting one. But again, so I was sniffed around by Newcastle, and so was uh, Ignacio for thirty million. Maybe I don't think any official deal came in because I think if thirty mil came in on paper, maybe he's not playing today. But 
Fabrizio Romano said that there was no official bid. Yeah, because if there was, I don't think he's here today. To be honest. Yeah. Sounds like but a. But it sounds like a new castle move. Palinga, so if they got that for Ignacio. Yeah. They were gonna take it. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. Tabata as well seemed like he was very close to a move to Al Ali as well. Um, conflicting reports about whether the club accepted an offer. I don't think they did. Um, but then Tabata I, rejected I, it. I think they did. I, from what I was told, from, you think that that's true? Yeah, the only reason I think it's true is because it comes from that Pedro Spalduva, who is. Why would Tabata not? Why would, Tabata really wants to stay that bad? He yeah. he accepted the contract offer from Al Hilal. 30 minutes before the deadline was supposed to go through, like the deadline for the Saudi window. Yeah. So by the time the paperwork all got filed, it was it was way past even like an appeal that they were yeah. just too late. So it was Tabata. Apparently the offer had been with Tabata for a few days and he only decided like the last day. So I think it is it is true that Sporting accepted and so did Tabata, which makes me think he's probably gone in the summer anyway. Um, yeah, I agree. Especially with Edwards, too. It's like, yeah, uh, he he definitely less of a role for him. Um, Renan, like, still with no solution. We had a rumor yesterday that Diago Abreu and his brother on the Porto Academy, the Porto mm-hmm. B, could be signing for sporting this summer. Some more more through the pipeline. Um, the, Amer- the girls signed an American goalie. So basically, just sign swag goalie, <laughs> and we have our own goalie that's American now to to give our uh, I think our Croatian some some competition, and also Ricardo Oliveira, who we were memeing for saying he was going to announce his presidency for like a month and then never announced it, and then was finally going to announce it, and then got COVID. <laughs> finally yeah. announced it, bro. He finally announced it, and I think his candidacy. I've said it's a joke from the beginning. It seems incredibly unserious. It seems mm-hmm. just kind of like a protest campaign and and openly just kind of get the name recognition campaign out there. And um, on that, quickly, on the elections as well, because I got the email. I'm sure all of you got the email. Just a reminder, if you want to vote, I mean, if you can vote, I don't know. Is it tomorrow? Like the of the no, I think it's February 13th. Maybe it is February oh, 13th. I think but it's the I 13th. I it was something with a three. Yeah. Make sure to have your your cottage back, like up to date. Uh, and then pretty much you're, you're good to vote. Again, I don't know what the process is in terms of uh, us doing it internationally. I guess that's something we need to look into and stuff, unless you know, Chris. That's something I Might definitely have to request need to look into. Might have, I think we're going to have to probably request them, but the lists need to be finalized because they need to get, like, printed. So I we'll Nuno Souza and Verandas finalized their list today. I think v- Oliveira's finishing his paperwork today. Mm. So I'm thinking we're going to need to have to request them until early next week. Yeah, so um, for all for all our fellow uh, international Leoins and Saucius, you know, let's uh, get those those cottage paga, regardless of who you're voting for, and uh, you know, let's let's take some of that right, you know, that we have. You know, we pay we pay quotes every month. Why not, right? If it counts or not to the end of the vote, I have no idea what to tell you, but uh, <laughs> seems symbolic. <laughs> yeah, definitely that Victoria Victoria Oliveira quote. Sorry, I can't remember if that was his actual name. But um, he basically was just like his old campaign is just life after Amorim, which isn't a campaign because like everyone knows that that's going to be the case. Like that's everyone, toughest thing, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, if you don't have any ideas yourself, if you're not putting any ideas forward yourself. You're just 
just yeah, asked me a question. That's yeah. a concern, bro. That's a concern. It should be like a mm-hmm. a pillar of your campaign, but it can't be the whole thing. <laughs> but and even in that sense, it's like okay, life after Amurin, but I mean, unless we're like expecting to lose him this summer, it's not like we can, you know, really put down a, a perfect solution because I'm assuming, at least as a president, the best sort of thing to say, like after Ruben Amurin, our target is going to be like Leonard Jardin, but who's going to know in like two years, let's say Amurin stays in two yeah. years, will Jardin be available? Um, if he leaves this summer, is Jardin going to be available? You know, it's shit like that. It's like it's tough to... It's tough to call, I guess. Even I, just feel like I understand this, the campaign, but I almost feel like the president, like the president, the 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 presidential election. It's just like at the end of the day, some so many of these sporting decisions come down to like a combination of like who you're financing your transactions through and luck. The yeah. like life after Amorian, like. That can't be the central theme of your campaign. Like the, the central theme of your campaign has to be like expanding voting to the nucleus. It has to mm-hmm. be, um, it has to be, you know, having more transparency um, in terms of like uh, the following the statutes and stuff like that. Like, Transfer policy. It has to be, has to be stuff. So it has to be stuff that you can fucking you can do tomorrow mm-hmm. bro like mm-hmm. stuff that you is within like whether or not marcus edwards potential pans out has nothing to do with you at the end of the day yep. all you can do is 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 buy players that you think like have the right potential and then like build like, sell wisely sell wisely and like build an environment yeah. that they can like they can grow in like it, just the cold war with the fans is just it's still existing silently still literally a cold war right like, it, it, like I, it's like the perfect analogy the relationship with the fans it's just like it's stupid it's not sustainable it's like bro without the fans none of this exists it just seems antithetical to the whole point of anything yeah um and i just i want him to change course i see, like i just see so much room for growth for him if he changes course but he's he's in his way. He's in his mentality. He's getting results the way he's doing it right now. So I do not see why he would change it. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that wraps up everything. Nearly coming at two hours podcast. A very long one, but also a very informative one. A lot back of stuff to back. On. Sorry. Yeah. No, definitely back to back well, two hour pods. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> We're out here. We're out here. <laughs> we do the content. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I think we'll call it there. Um, not much to, to, to think of on top of my head. Um, if you want to follow us all on Twitter, feel free to. You can follow Chris here. You can follow Danny here. And you can follow me here. And also make sure to follow uh, Sporting160EN on Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook. Again, TikTok only fans coming soon. Um, but other than that, appreciate you all for coming and hope you have a good one. See ya.